Welcome to Women of Substance. I'm glad that you're here with me, and I know that you're going to be blessed by today's guest, and that is Reverend Janet Brzee. Uh, she's a longtime friend and a minister friend, and uh she and her husband, Mark Brzee, they pastor World Outreach Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And what a fantastic church they have. I've been there personally, enjoyed their ministry, and just uh, reaching people not only in Oklahoma, but all over the world. They still reach out after all these years to uh, give uh, many, you know, lots and lots of finances to missionaries and uh also uh, send people out to uh, to be missionaries. Uh, the interesting part about Mark and Janet's ministry is that they started in the early 80s. As soon, I think she said six months after they got married, they started out and really didn't have what you would call a base uh, to support. Uh, you know, they didn't have a lot of partners. They didn't have any of that. Just faith in God and a desire to go into the world and preach the gospel. And as she said, their first trip was to Cape Town, uh, South Africa. And here they go, just six months new, being newlyweds and started from there and then ended up establishing, I think she said, 27 Bible schools all over the world and have made such a tremendous impact. And uh, so you'll be blessed by Janet. She was raised in church. Her parents were pastors in Pensacola, Florida. And so she was grew up in ministry, was saved at age four, and always had a desire to serve God. And I believe that she will inspire you greatly. So uh, just listen and take it all in as she shares her very valuable experiences with ministry and with the Lord. Well, welcome to Women of Substance today. I have a very special guest and I'm so thrilled that uh, Reverend Janet Brzee is here with us. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. I'm so glad you're you're in Tulsa, all the way out there in Oklahoma, and I'm in Florida, but it's nice to see you. Good to see you. I wish I was in Florida with you. <laughs> cold I know. And rainy here today. You know, April oh. showers bring May flowers. <laughs> well, um, we would love for you and Mark to come anytime. Yes. It's been beautiful, 80 degrees. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Lord. But anyway, Janet, I'm just so thrilled. And you know, some there's so many things go through my mind uh, about our, our relationship and uh, you and your husband, uh, uh, Reverend Mark Brzee, and how many times we had meetings together and just had such Holy Ghost times. One of them was years ago, um, I think y'all came for maybe a four night meeting or something. And it ended up being almost four weeks. <laughs> yes, I remember that. That was so amazing. God yeah. was really doing something. I'm telling oh, you. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, we just walk in the door at church and fall out in the lobby. You know, <laughs> it's just such a presence of God. It was it wonderful. Was. It was. I just love you and Mark and the way y'all love the Holy Spirit. Aww. And of course, the word of God. You know. Yes. So there's so much to your life. And so I'd like to, for you to tell me a little bit and tell others that are listening uh, kind of about, I know you're a pastor's kid. Yep. PK. 
<laughs> uh, born into a, a pastor's home and uh, born again when I was four years old. Oh, wow. And filled with the Holy Ghost when I was eight mm. and uh, just grew up knowing that I had a call of God on my life. Even as a little girl, I can remember knowing that when I grow up, I'm going to be in the ministry. And I knew then that it involved nations. Praise I God. don't even know. I did. I never saw myself as going and living in a nation, but mm-hmm. I knew that whatever God had me doing with my husband would involve nations. Oh, that's and, so- uh, you know, looking back over my life, I see that how uh, God led me, literally led me in, in every decision. And, um, I remember that verse that God, and I, I think it's Jeremiah, where God said, I know the plans I have for you, plans to bless you or prosper you, not to harm you, yeah. to give you hope and in a, in a future. Yeah. And uh, as I look back, you know, I'm at a place in life where I'm looking back and look how, look what God has done. Look how he got me to where I am today. And, uh, but I knew that God had a plan for my life. Yeah. And so decisions, major decisions, I always even when I graduated from high school, where I was to go to college, I remember my parents wanted me to go to the local junior college right there in Pensacola. And that's where we were living. And, um, but in on the inside, I knew that I was to go to a Bible school. And mm-hmm. so after months of convincing my parents that I really do need to go to this Bible school, <laughs> they agreed. And I went off to Bible school in Texas and um, I was there for two and a half years, but, but it was there at this Bible school in Texas that um, God connected me with a group of friends who shared with me uh, books by Kenneth Hagan oh. and senior. And I had never heard of him, was not familiar with his ministry at that time. This was have been in 1975, 70, yeah. 74, fall of 74, 75, so many years ago. And, um, but I started reading these books and I'm like, oh my man, this is amazing. Been in church all my life, but it was just a different slant. It was, it was lay, laying out what faith really is. Yeah. It's not what we think it is. It's very clear in God's word what faith is. And so, but it started changing my life, changing my thinking. Probably the first one I read was right and wrong thinking. Which oh, was a so dollar size book back in those days. But <laughs> that's probably more expensive now. But Turned me around to realize that how I thought really made a difference. What I think can can frame and in, in my world. Yes. So anyway, so then after I graduated from there, it was my last year there that he started that he started Rama. Mm. So um, so after I finished two and a half years there, I I knew that I was to go to this school called Rama. And uh, my parents weren't overjoyed by it, I remember, because they're like, we just put you through two and a half years of Bible school, and now you want to go to another one? (laughs) Yeah, I thought, okay, Lord, if this is really you, then you're going to have to work on them. But I told them, I said, I don't expect you to pay my way. God will take care of me. But I know that I'm supposed to go there. I didn't. I knew maybe one person, and that was it. So I came out here, moved out here in the summer of uh, 77, and um, found out the first month of school about this music group that they were starting and it was called faith face creation and there was a guy and a girl by the name of uh david horton and patsy <laughs> caminetti no patsy Beerman at the time who uh they were going to audition people for this group so i decided to audition and um and got in and um that was 
that was my introduction to your husband, to David. <laughs> and so we were Yay. in this singing group and we traveled with Brother Hagen the whole time we were in school. Mm. It was such a God thing. I mean, yeah. I'm like, how did that even happen? I had, yeah. you know, how did that even happen? Right. But my husband always says, God's preparing us for what he has prepared for us. Oh, and I can so look good. back and see how God was directing my steps to Tulsa, another yeah. school, but a different school. It connected me uh, in the singing group that your husband auditioned me <laughs> in. And, uh, and he was part of the group, obviously. Yeah. He was, he was the play keyboard, played organ. And then we ended up traveling with this group with Brother Hagen for almost two years. Mm. And uh, what a God thing. I mean, yeah. literally a God thing. But it, but during that time, your husband uh, kind of initiated uh, my future husband to invite us out, to invite me out, and we went on a double date. <laughs> <laughs> and that was yours, yours and Mark's first date, right? Yes, yes it was with David and another girl that his didn't stick, but ours stuck. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah. So we did our our first date was with David, your husband. That's so, neat. so he introduced he he told. I remember uh, Mark telling the story. He he convinced Mark that hey, there's this girl that you know auditioned for this sing our our singing group. You need to you need to check her out and take her out. <laughs> so thankfully, David, it, you know, kind of encouraged him, and he did. And here we are, forty three years later. <laughs> forty three years. That's awesome. Forty three years. <laughs> So, um, so we got married in February of 79 and, um, six months later, we took our first trip overseas and oh. I can remember when we were dating, he said to me, he says, you know, I am called to the nations. And he said, I don't know that I'll ever live overseas, but I know that there'll be many, many trips there and back there and back. And he said, are you okay with that? Yeah. And it was like that, that I had hidden my heart since I was a little girl oh, about knowing I was called to the nations. I was like, yeah, I'm great with that. Uh, yeah. God. I knew that I knew that I was great with it. Right. And um, it's what God had dropped in my heart from a little girl. And so, yeah. So six months after we were married, we took off. We were gone for three months. We went to uh, Africa, South Africa. Actually, we went to, uh, up into Kenya and then we were also in Australia. So, um, that was quite an introductory trip for my first one, but uh, <laughs> it just, you know, it confirmed what was in my heart, that nations were a part of what God, God's plan for my entire life. Yes. And, uh, and, and y'all are still doing work and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, right now you're pastoring and y'all have been there 23 years in yes. World yep. Outreach Church. Yes. And I've been there and it's just yes. a wonderful church. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great church. Beautiful building. And yes. God blessed us. Oh, my goodness. For the first six years, we run first four years, we were in a high school in the dumpy side of town. It was a rough time. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a rough, rough area. And then two years in another facility, but we knew God had a home for us. That's and right. um, so then we were able to uh, move into this building, purchase this building. And it's been such a blessing, such a blessing. God. I'm so, so but yeah, early on, you know, when God began to talk to us about a church, um, we just, uh, we knew that it would have a strong missions influence. Yes. Um, and so from day one, I think the title, the name even says who we are world outreach church. And yeah. 
We put it into the little ones, our nursery areas, our kids' areas. It was all about the world. We, you know, put faces of children in the classrooms and from around the world. Yeah. Because I knew that what I got as a kid, you yeah. know, growing up, my daddy was very strong in mission. I grew up learning how to give to missions. I would have a little wooden bank in the Assemblies of God that you fill with coins and bring back once a month. And, <laughs> and then it would go towards, and then as a teenager, we would raise money to send to uh, our the headquarters Assemblies of God. And that would go towards buying vehicles for every missionary that went overseas. Oh, and so oh. that was in me. And, and I said, we've got to put this in our little ones. Yeah. We've got to raise our children. It's got to please. If you wait till they're adults, man, it's tough. <laughs> but yeah. get it in them when they're kids. Sure. Not knowing anything, not knowing anything any different. Yes. And I love the fact that God spoke to you when you were so young and yeah. you, you, you had um, just extra time, you know, with him because you heard from him so young. And I really believe that's his plan for, for all. You yeah. Know, good for the children now. And, you know, looking back, um, I, I never did date in high school. Because I knew that I knew that I wasn't going to marry any of those guys. Most yeah. of them weren't even saved, you know, but right. even the ones that were, I just knew that I thought that's not going to be my husband. Because yeah. I know I have a call of God and they're, I know that they aren't planning to go into the ministry. I had friends, lots of friends, but, but none of them that knew that they had a call. And I yeah. thought, I'm not going to get my heart broken or their heart broken. And I just wasn't the kind of just the date to date that, right. that knowing on the inside of me that mm -hmm. God had called me, uh, to the ministry, it actually saved me. Yeah. It kept me. Right. And, um, uh, so, and, and knew that even until, you know, when I met my husband. And yeah. so knowing that, you know, and it's just a knowing on the inside. It's just yeah. a knowing. And um, I'm thankful for that. Yes, I know. Praise God. Well, now in the 80s, I know I heard you, first time I met you and Mark and uh, heard you speak was at healing school. Mm -hmm. At Brother Hagen's and around, you know, I, I think it was 80 or 81. I Probably, yeah. But um, I just thought y'all were wonderful. I still do. But I mean, I was so impressed. <laughs> and um, so y'all did some, uh, you would come in and do some things there mm -hmm. from time to time. Mm -hmm. And then you were traveling overseas. And then you established Bible schools overseas. Yes. Probably 10 years after we were married, you know, in that time, in that first 10 years, we traveled a lot. Um, in the state. And mm -hmm. when we weren't in the, traveling in the States, we were just making trips overseas. You we went to uh, just a lot of places. But in the early 80s, uh, actually, we started going into Europe. And um, after about 10 years of going into Europe, uh, God really dropped in our heart one day. Uh, there'll never be a stable move of God without stable ministers. Mm -hmm. And you'll never have stable ministers without ministers training schools. Okay. And so we were like, wow. And uh, we knew that God was talking about Europe. And yes. so um, he dropped a plan in us. And it was to establish minister training schools in some of the main cities, countries of Europe, and to call it Demata, which comes from the Greek word uh, in Ephesians 4, where it says he gave gifts unto men. That word gifts, you can trace it back to a Greek word, doma, demata, uh, meaning gifts. And yeah. so that's how the name came. And, um, but we, our first two schools were in Estonia and Sweden. And, uh, and then after that, we went into, um, uh, Romania. We went in the Czech Republic. Back in those days, it was Czechoslovakia and then right. Ukraine. 
we just, it was like he led us into those Eastern Bloc countries that the wall had just come down in 89. So it was like, oh, like fresh territory. And people were just so hungry for the word of God. Yeah. And so um, that's where we, that's where we started planning them. And then eventually we went on into like France and Italy and some of the more Western European nations. But, um, but those early days of going into uh, the former Soviet Union nations, yeah. taking the word and we just, yeah. we taught righteousness, we taught healing, we taught uh, we had like a list of 10 subjects that we got into those students. And so many of them during those years realized I have a call. They right. may not have even known it in the beginning, but right. by the end of those nine months, they're like, oh, it's burning in me, the call to take this to my nation. Oh. And so, um, yeah, that's how it all began. So how many did you end up with? Total? At, at one point, we had uh, total 23 schools and wow. we went into Africa uh, hmm. We went into South America, Chile, Argentina. So it spread. Yeah. Um, I can remember Philippines. We went into Asia, Taiwan. We had them all kind of all over different times, but all over. And during that period, I yeah. think about six or seven years, we had over 23 schools. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. It was. It was. God. Training up ministers. Training up laborers <laughs> for the harvest. Yeah, got to get that harvest. And so yeah. it was all about training laborers for the harvest. I love that. And, and you, you know, know that they're there. They're still there. Those graduates are in those nations. Yeah, that's that's what's so neat, too. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, just making the point again that y'all are pretty young doing all this. We were. We got <laughs> married. I was twenty a week. No, I was a month from 23 and he was a week from 25. So basically 23 and 25. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was our early, in our early, well, I mean, we started going to the nation six months after we were married. We were so green. And, you know, I can remember that first trip when we were booking our tickets. Um, we went to a travel agent back in those days. You know, we said, okay, this is where we want to go. And these are the countries that we need to go to. And so, because we're in Australia and, and Africa. And I remember the travel agent said, well, you might as well just get around the world tickets. And we were like, Okay, and how much is that going to cost? <laughs> and I'm thinking it was around five thousand dollars for the two of us, which is very cheap now. But but that might have been might as well have been five million. Like mm -hmm. okay, five thousand piece of cake. <laughs> but but I can remember uh, it just even the day we were to leave, we were it was like we didn't have to pick up our tickets until the day we were leaving. We were still believing God for the last couple, couple thousand to come in or whatever. I think it was the last thousand to come in. So God just showed himself strong on our behalf. And, you know, we just stepped out because yeah. we knew that we knew it's time to go. Yeah. And, um, and God came through, God yeah. came through. Oh my land. It was, it was literally a miracle looking back. <laughs> so, well, um, you know, it's expensive to travel. Yes. And um, back then, that five thousand oh. dollars—that was a—it's a lot now, but it was a lot was of money huge. then. Huge, yeah, huge. New, new couple just yeah. starting out. It was huge. And um, you know, David was telling me yesterday um, uh, something about one of the countries y'all were in. You were in Margaret, and they were having uh, some problems, and y'all had to leave. You had to leave the country, and you were believing God for money for the tickets to go to get home and he yes. said you know you just walked by faith you know the whole time you just we did we did and it was amazing to see God come through I remember one nation we were in you know it would take everything we had to buy tickets 
yeah. into these countries. I mean, even right. for several years, you know, yeah. we would set money aside and, and to be able to go. And of course, we would always go all expense paid. We didn't go in expecting anything except we were using our faith. Yes. And so we didn't require require anything. You know, we just said we're coming and um, we just didn't require anything. We just went to be a blessing. Right. But I can remember, um, yeah, one specific country we knew we were to go from that country to another country. And um, we didn't have the money for the tickets. Yeah. And um, there was a special meeting where a lot of Americans had come. And during that meeting, we had lunch with a couple different ones anyway. But we had lunch and they just felt impressed to give us an offering, these these people. And um, it wow. was enough to buy our tickets to go to this next country. Wow. So, and then when we got to that country, I can remember we didn't really have a lot of extra money with us, yeah. but, and, and the minister we were working with, the couple we were working with said, now we're just going to tell you, you know, these people don't know anything about giving in this country. This is all brand new. And so don't expect anything. And I can remember we went back to where we were staying that night and we we're like, you know what? We're, we will never ask for a dime, but we have our faith working and we're going to expect God to come through. We are expecting yeah. God. And he did looking yeah. back. It's like, Wow, people would just hand us money, which right. covered where we were staying. We were covering all of our own expenses. And right. God took care of us. It was That's amazing. Good. God took care so of us. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and he still does. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's something we'll always continue to do. Isn't it? You never get to a place where you don't have to use your faith. Right. That's and true. I say that one more time. <laughs> you never get to a place where you don't have to use your faith. Yeah. Because it's called the life and walk of faith. We exactly. walk by faith. We live by faith. That's so, right. So um, it's important for people to realize that. Yes, it is. Well, we were talking about um, your, uh, of course, your church is, is so, like you were saying, so mission oriented. Um, and you give, give so much money to uh, missions. And it's it's delightful to see those offerings because, you know, uh, it's just tremendous what y'all do overseas Thank still. You. And through finance. It's a blessing. It's such a blessing. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, so uh, we were talking and I wanted you to share a little bit about Ukraine and, and what y'all are doing now uh, with the situation in the war over there. Because of our school that we had for so many years and we made trips there, we would always go. Um, once or twice a year to all of our schools, as, much, as many as we could, um, and teach for a week. And so I can remember several trips to the Ukraine early on when the, in the, it would have been the early 90s, mid 90s, when they had the school. But um, uh, we, we, it was a wonderful school. Those people were so hungry for God, even back then. And I mm -hmm. remember that there were a couple churches being started uh, at the time. Um, there was a, a missionary from Africa that had moved there and he was starting a church. And then there, I think there was another one from a different part of Africa that was starting a church. And, and uh, we remember it was exploding, but we kind of lost track through the years. We recently were told that those two churches are still in existence, Praise running God. about 20,000 people. Oh, yeah. 20,000 people. So I, I, and our graduates are still there. And of course, with the war happening, yeah. um, we've reached out. And um, we have a contact still in Kiev uh, that was, he was very involved. He was one of our first year graduates and he has kept us informed with what's going on with some of the graduates. In fact, I sent him a note just over the weekend and said, please let our graduates know that we are, we are holding on the ropes for them. We are believing God. Psalms 91 is working mightily for them. And yeah. 
we are we, we're, we're covering them with prayer yeah. Praise and God. so and then one girl is an, was our interpreter and um she's still in kiev as well and um they're just they're ministering to the believers they're you know they're, the one church is uh that that our interpreter and our director are part of in kiev they're feeding people uh they're still they they're still there they didn't leave yeah. um so but i know that there are and they know that there are there are thousands and thousands and thousands of believers yes. in Ukraine, yeah. and they are praying. They yeah. are. I I have known just the knowing on the inside, and I've talked. Mark and I have talked about this. That this is what's happening over there. Is is I believe there's angelic assistance. Yes, that angels are helping them yeah. because there is no way that Ukraine could survive on its own against yeah. Russia. Are right. you kidding me? But right. they are, they're winning. Yeah. They're, they're winning. Yeah. And, um, but during this time, there's been a lot of, um, of course, refugees leaving. And yeah. um, our school, we have a school, we had a school in Romania for many years. And they have a, now currently have a compound on 30 acres. And they have uh, been um, finishing out parts of the buildings that are on this compound that they hadn't finished out and um we just sent a team they just came back they spent a week uh laying flooring doing drywall painting building bathrooms tiling and um it's amazing that they're preparing to be able to be us like a stopover for so many that are coming through romania onto another nation to live yeah. um, there's just so much transition right now not knowing exactly you know, what's happening or what's going to happen. I know many want to go back home to Ukraine yeah. and I believe yeah. they will. Yeah. Um, so, but we've, we've been able to give finances and help with a lot that's going on. And um, yeah. it's just an honor to be able to do so. Even though yeah. we're here, you know, I said, I've said to our church, we may not go like this team, but we can pray and we sure. can sow. And so we're doing what we can do on our end. Um, to help. Yeah. It's so good, Janet. What a blessing y'all are. And we're going to have um, your uh, website and how people can help you help them. Yes. You know, what you and what you're doing over there. And, uh, you know, they can, they can contact you or email, or uh, I'm sure there's ways to give on, on your website. Yes. yes. So good. yeah, I think good. that would be very helpful because so many people want to do something. But sure. they just don't know what to do. They sure. they might not have a contact like y'all yeah. that are already in touch with people and helping. Yes. So yeah, so we'll make that available. That'd be great. Too. Well, is there anything else like if you were talking to um, some young women, and I'm sure you do from time to time uh, in your church, especially uh, about you know uh, about ministry and. Oh. Um, you know, where to get started or yes. what to do, what would you tell them? I mean, I know. Well, yeah, prayer, this, morning, but... this morning when I was praying, you know, just listening on the inside, what, what do you, you know, there's, I mean, endless directions we could go and could have, yeah. but it just kind of rose up on me, uh, rose up on the inside of me. Uh, I know there's people watching today that would say, well, how do I find God's plan for my life? Yeah. How do I know God's plan for my life? And there is a verse that I learned as a child. His word is a lamp unto my feet mm. and a light unto my path. And I couldn't remember that verse since I was a little girl. But as I as I got grown up, literally, you know, the best number one way of finding God's plan for your life 
is to spend time in his word. Yeah. Read his word. He'll talk to you. He talks to us through his word. Yeah. It's literally God speaking to us today. Yeah. It's not a history book of, of outdated. Yeah. It's current. The Bible is the most current Bible book that there is today. And yeah. God will speak to us through his word. And then another another way is in um, the book of John. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. Yeah. And and through the years, you know, just in times of prayer, um, you'll get you'll you'll get glimpses of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, how will that ever come to pass? You know, he'll show us things to come. Right. Just little glimpses. Yeah. And um, that has been that has been so, so good and, and proved out. I proved that yeah. out in my life. Right. But I think another one is Psalms 37. Delight thyself in the Lord and yeah. he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. It's in those times of reading the word and those times of praying that there will be desires that will rise up in your heart. And I love that that verse is twofold. You know, you may have a desire in your heart to be in the ministry. You may have a desire in your heart to to minister to people, not even to be in a in a pulpit type ministry, but how can I minister to people? How can I help people on a one on one every day? Just yeah. everybody I come in contact. How can I be a light? And um, he'll there'll be desires in your. That's a desire. Yeah. And um, and then I think you you, you kind of flip that, and he'll he'll always he'll also give you he'll put desires in your heart. Yes. I think in those times of being in the mm-hmm. word, in those times of praying, he'll give you desires. He'll literally yeah. put desires in you. So and I good. think through my, through, you know, through all the years of, uh, of walking with him, it's worked twofold. Yeah. I had desires in my heart, knowing as a, as an eight year old, a 10 year old that I was going to go to the nations, those desires have come to pass. And then through yeah. the years, those desires, that desire to, to, uh, have a church. Yeah, a world outreach church that could bless the nations and train others to go, not just right. the two of us, but to multiply our effects and our efforts. Exactly, that was yeah. a desire that God put in us. That was yeah. not always there, but God put that desire. So, um, I would just encourage people: just you know, spend time in the Word, spend time in prayer, and then spend time listening yeah. and seeing what God is saying to your heart. And yes. He'll lead you because He knows the plans He has for you. And yeah. cause them to come to pass. Absolutely. That's so good. And, and, you know, another, maybe just um, another element there too. I thought of it when you were talking is a, a local church yeah. because you were there with your parents in that local church. Yes. Yes. And you um, observed what they were doing with missions and yes. became a part of you. And I, I think, um, I don't know why, you know, there's, been such departure from the church at times. I mean, I know COVID is, you know, et cetera, but (laughs) it hasn't helped, but you know, I think that it's so valuable to be in a church, to take your children to church and to, you know, insist that your teenagers go to church. My parents, you know, they were paying for my college and they said, when you come home for the summer uh, and if you want us to continue to pay for your college, you'll, you're going to go to church. <laughs> so they made a deal. For them. <laughs> yeah. And that's the summer that my life was changed. And I went, actually went to Bible school after that. Wow. So, you know, I think there's something very powerful about the local church, isn't there? Yes, there is. 
You know, the Bible says specifically, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even more so when you see that great day approaching. Yeah. And um, yeah. If there's something, you know, like you said, COVID, sheesh, that was a, that was a rough time on a lot of people in a lot of ways. Sure. But uh, when people started coming back after all the closings and all of all of that, we went through all of that. People said, you know, we're thankful for online because it kept us connected. But there's something about that corporate anointing when yeah. we all come together mm -hmm. and we're all in one place in one accord. It's yeah. hard to describe, but it's true. There yeah. is nothing like coming together to a local church yeah. and being part, having relationships, having your children in church, raising them up where they are with other kids that believe God. Ugh, exactly. I, it's hard to put into words, but I'm telling you, there's nothing that takes the place of gathering together in a local church. That's so true, Janet. It's very, very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it just brings God's will to pass and, and even enlightens us to what, what God's will is faster yes. than if we're separated. Even if, if we're, you know, in prayer and love the Lord, whatever. Yeah. but there's something about the power of, of having a pastor, you know, Absolutely. in your life. Absolutely. So, so if anyone's listening and they're in Tulsa, yeah. I need to go. Check out yes, <laughs> World Outreach here. Church because I'm telling you, I love your music. I love Aww. your teaching. I love the flow of the spirit and, and your heart for missions. It's just Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. We, David you. and I love you and Mark so much. We love you. <laughs> I was thinking this morning, we go so far back and I'm so thankful, Scarlett, for you. So thankful for you and David. We yeah. love you guys dearly. Appreciate you and what you're doing. Well, thank you. We love you too. God bless. God bless you. Well, praise the Lord. Another wonderful podcast. And I, you know, I just uh, admire Janet's heart. I think that um, it's evident. Um, it's so genuine, so authentic. Uh, there's not really anything religious about Mark and Janet. They're just, they're so in love with God and with his word. And uh, I think that when when you have leaders like that in the body of Christ, you can just experience the power and presence of the Lord so much. So again, I recommend their church highly and uh, their ministry. Uh, look on their website, uh, check out what they're doing in Ukraine to help uh, the refugees. And uh, maybe you can send them an offering, help support some of their efforts and uh, be, be sure and be in prayer for, of course, Ukrainians as well. Until next time, God bless you, and we love you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.